if you went to see a medical doctor, medical doctors are trained to listen to what's going on and find a solution with a pillar procedure. Mm -hmm. But what if it was possible to just eliminate the condition right away without needing any medication or supplement mm -hmm. or anything else, anything external? So that's, that's why I document everything because it's possible in a lot of cases. Drop in, unwind, and recalibrate as we shift your mentality and your reality. Let's elevate alongside one another as we keep the vibes high and we keep the consciousness ever evolving in this collective of high vibrational frequencies. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the High Vibe, Vibe Collective, Collective Podcast. We're your hosts, Aaron and Stephanie. Welcome to the High Vibe Collective Podcast. Today we have Andrew here with us. Thank welcome. you for being here, Andrew. Oh, my pleasure. Welcome, Wonderful. welcome. Yeah, it's nice to be here. Isn't it? Isn't it nice to be in Sedona? It's nice to be here. Yeah. It's really it nice is. to be here. It is. So Andrew is a spiritual healer and founder of healerman.com. You can check out his work there. But we're going to talk about a lot of good stuff today that involves the work. All right. Beautiful. So let's begin. Uh, you know, there's so much that you could talk about, Andrew. Um, what are some of the main things or the main thing that you might feel called to convey about your work or really about people in life? Well, those are two separate questions. So. <laughs> Pick whatever feels the best. What would I like to convey about the work? Uh, healerman.com. Um, I've just been documenting what I've been doing. I feel like I've been a one man lab for 20 years, um, creating new potentials in healing. So I chose to document it on a website and you can go there and you can see I've done multiple experiments. One time I, um, did a study of 200 straight sessions and these were either individual or group sessions. And what I mean by group session, you can just imagine one person on a table and four people with their hands on them. And what we documented was that in 96% of cases, people reported the either significant improvement or complete elimination of at least three undesirable conditions that they had. And the way we did that experiment to just to mess with people's minds a little bit more is we had people fill out a form and they listed the things that they were looking for help with. And I never looked at the form. So what I would have to do is tune in intuitively into what can we do with this person? So it was significant. So a lot of people think, Oh, is this going to work? Does it have any effect? And, it seems um, astounding. Yeah. So, so anyways, there's uh there's the study there where we've got, um, uh, 200 straight sessions and people could read the summaries of the sessions if they want. Um, we also have testimonials of, uh, from medical and holistic doctors and people throughout the world that have come for sessions. And the testimonials are, are kind of, um, illuminating because they're not like your normal, uh, kind of testimonials. I, I like doing pragmatic things. So if somebody comes 
that they have a serious issue, let's say they, they've had back pain for 25 years or something like that, is it possible to eliminate that in one session? So uh, to provide that kind of freedom. And that's been experienced repeatedly that it is possible. Not yeah. in all cases, but it is possible. But in, at, in 96% of cases is what, what we're finding. Um, people report the elimination of at least three conditions that they had. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And this is really profound even for me to witness in, in your sharing because it's, it's documented. You know, this isn't just like, oh, and then we saw this. We actually saw it. We tested it. We've been doing this. You've been doing this for, like you said. Well, you've, you've both had private right. sessions. So you, yes, and you, we personally. Then, <laughs> then you can testify to what you've experienced. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty profound thing because I feel even just what you've shared is uh, just this far is a little mind boggling to, I feel like maybe the, the masses, right? Because we have in this, um, culture of, of Western medicine, it's so easy for us to be trying to find the solution exterior from us. Mm -hmm. And I see in the work that you do that it can feel much lighter and simpler and oftentimes with less work perhaps than what we're used to seeing mm -hmm. so yeah so the the reality is a lot of times i mean if you went to see a, a medical doctor medical doctors are trained to listen to what's going on and find um uh, a solution with a pill or proce pillar procedure mm -hmm. but what if it was possible to just eliminate the condition right away without needing any medication or supplement mm -hmm. or anything else, anything external. So that's, that's why I document everything because it's possible in a lot of cases. Today's episode is brought to you by Legit Himalayan Shilajit. Now, this is a really high quality, heavy metal free Shilajit resin found in the Himalayan mountains of Nepal. This is a company founded by Ben Steezy, a friend here in Sedona, Arizona. And if you don't know what Shilajit is, okay, this contains over 84 trace minerals, among other things, and it's meant for immune protection, uh, reducing inflammation, boosting libido and fertility, producing mental clarity and stamina and a lot more. We'll talk about it. For now, you can check it out at legitgold.com. That's L-A-J-I-T gold.com. Sometimes medications and supplements are beneficial and sometimes they're necessary. Mm -hmm. However, in a lot of cases, they're not necessary at all. So mm -hmm. if we could find the uh, truth in our spiritual essence and allow that to play out, and that's kind of what we're documenting, because we all, we, a lot of people have to have near-death experiences to realize that we're spiritual beings mm. and that we're eternal, and that a lot of things that were that are undesirable for us—it could even be physical injuries and pains—there's um, a spiritual root to that, and when we let that go, the physical body often heals uh, fairly quickly. So. Mm. Um, uh, David, David Bone was uh, an advanced theoretical physicist, and he actually proved that mathematically, that when we bring what is unconscious to consciousness, that is the only thing we need to do to bring this new reality into our existence. So you see, as spiritual beings, we're aware 
If we can really sink into that, we're aware of 10,000 things. We get into context. We're aware of 10,000 things happening at once. But reality is we often live our linear lives and we just focus on one little thing. And then that's when, when we're focused so narrowly on different aspects of life, that's what ends up influencing our mind and that's what ends up influencing our body. Mm. So our body's neutral. It just responds to what's held in mind and what's held in mind um, reflects our spiritual state. So what David Bone showed was, hey, when we bring new awareness into our existence, boom, it changes our mental, emotional, and physical reality. And so what I've been doing is just documenting it and how quickly mm -hmm. it could happen. So on the website, there's also multiple uh, videos of healings in action. Mm -hmm. So I've done a lot of those on Facebook Live and everything that's on the, on the website is unedited. I don't mm -hmm. try to look for, uh, oh, pick and choose the best ones or something like that. I put everything there. And um, I've never been let down because I don't, feel like I'm doing this work alone. Mm -hmm. So I'm supported by, let's say, spirit or God or divinity or however you want to look at it. Yeah. Know? Wow. One question that comes to mind for me, because I know we have a lot of listeners from all walks of life. Mm -hmm. So when you say that we're all spiritual beings, mm -hmm. I know that that actually can be a struggle sometimes for some people to actually like feel and see and know. Sure. So is there anything that you would say to those yeah, people? I re yeah, I remember uh, one time going to a funeral um, and it was um, uh, an individual that had let my parents or let my dad stay with him uh, when my dad emigrated from Italy to Canada. And so I knew this man my entire life and he worked as a bartender. He was like, uh, just a short, cute little guy. And every time I saw him, he was just so happy to see me. I totally love this man. Mm -hmm. Right. And I remember when I went to the funeral and I saw him, on, it was an open casket and I looked at him and his name was Julia. And I looked at him and I go, that's not Julia. You know, I'm like, that's not Julia. I saw the body. But I'm like, that's not Julia, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. and so w we can all sense that. Um, so that's part of the work, part of the work. It's not only doing healing work. Um, I also do like a ton of coaching and group sessions for a reason, because like, I would say the essence of spiritual work is to uh, um, realize the divinity within all of us. Mm. It's to realize our spiritual essence. And I understand it's a very difficult thing. So uh, I even, so I would have groups over at my house every week and I've been doing it for over 20 years. Mm -hmm. And when we reinforce the truth um, by meeting together in groups, that's when I've noticed the most profound changes. So yeah, now that I'm in Sedona and launched here, I plan on or staying here, I plan on launching uh, a lot of initiatives. So anybody anywhere will be able to join us in Zoom groups or what have you. Um, and this is the thing. It's like unlimited when we, when we um, experience um, spiritual growth. So let's say what I'm saying is unlimited. The, um, every religion, 
I love religions, but I'm not a religious person. Okay. Like I, I love the principles that are shared in religion. So every religion will tell you that God is omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, so all-knowing, and omnipresent in everything and everyone. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the greatest avatars, the Jesus, Buddhas, the uh, uh, Krishnas that were the, let's say the the inspirations for all the great religions mm -hmm. that emerged, Moses, what have you. Um, um, their levels of omniscience, omnipotence, and omnipresence were, were off the charts. And so we can all experience different levels of that. The closer we move towards God, the more um, omniscient, the more knowing, the more aware we become, mm. uh, the more omnipotent, the more powerful we become. So with every incremental increase in our spiritual state or our level of consciousness, okay? And you called your, your place the High Vibe Collective, okay? Yeah. So in your terms, with every incremental uh, uh, increase to our level of consciousness or... Um, let's say an improvement to our spiritual state. And we all do this naturally. So this is how life challenges us. And everybody's done this. It's like, you know, you, you can just think of like uh, uh, something that you've overcome in life. And now you're on the other side of it. And you're like, you know what? I'm never going to be susceptible to that. Great. That's coming from our spirit. Mm. our spirit knows that and that's what's permanent that's pretty much the only thing that's permanent you can't take your body with you but you can take your spirit with you wherever you go mm -hmm. so um so what ends up happening is that oh okay you we can actually consciously consciously have the intention to continue to grow mm -hmm. right and so you know, when we're at a new level and now we're vibing, <laughs> you could, and this is what happens a lot of times, even during a healing session, somebody's like reporting tingling, yeah. right? Um, oh, my body's tingling. I'm feeling energy. I'm feeling uh, blood running. Oh, okay. So we've been able to help because fortunately we're not on the planet alone. All right. So everybody's like, we're all, we're all, we're all one. Well, that is, that is a reality. So sometimes when we're doing healing sessions, people are in receptive mode and others are in giving mode and there is an exchange. I mean, that's been proven in a, in a million different ways. Right. And you can literally feel that. So sometimes when somebody's stuck in a certain state, the role of a spiritual healer is to help lift them up. Almost imagine like somebody like, it's on the uh, top of a cliff helping somebody kind of, mm -hmm. hey, grab this hand, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Here, I'll pull you up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I see it. I feel like I'm witness to it in, in the time and the spaces that we've shared together in mm -hmm. the healing work that I've seen you do and also been able to assist in that you're doing. And so it's profound. It feels like just like you're saying at this next level of awareness, then there's, uh, an, an even greater level of awareness. It sounds like silly to just say it like that, but it's right. really real. Right. And it's the thing where, wherever we are, we can't see what this is. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, right? <laughs> yeah. It you is. don't know yeah. what you don't know. <laughs> you know, and the thing is it's unlimited. Hmm. 
it's unlimited. So rather than have the position, oh, I'm down here and they're up here. No, everybody is where they're at and mm -hmm. everybody has unlimited opportunity for growth. So if we choose as kind of like a mindset or an intention, hey, I want to continue to grow. So um, it'd be kind of like making a commitment to let go everything that is not serving, right? So it, even when it comes to, I focus a lot on health optimization because one of the first things we have to do is stop all or try to actually bring some awareness to any self-destructive behaviors because we all have like a ton of them. You know, for me, I, I've always been challenged with coffee. So I've had this love-hate relationship with coffee. And so it's been about six months now. And I was like, hey, if this is not doing me any... Once I had somebody reflect that back to me, I'm like, okay, I'm done coffee. I'd let it go in an instant because my commitment is to let go of any kind of uh, self-destructive behaviors, you know? Mm -hmm. So anyways, so on the, on the website as well, because I understand how difficult it is to grasp this, that one of the reasons I created the movie Voyage to Betterment, um, and um, we filmed that back in 2007, we started filming and we released it in 2009 and showed it in theaters and yoga studios and churches throughout North America, was because I realized people had to see things to mm -hmm. believe it. Oh, yeah. So we took a group of, group of young, healthy people and just bringing some awareness to the diet. So we had them eat whole foods and it was like a plant-based diet for 30 days. They could eat meat or fish once a week if they wanted. It was, it was very similar to uh, Walter Longo's longevity diet, which is very popular amongst functional medicine practitioners. And we showed that a group of young, healthy people was able to, on average, lower their biological age by four years in just 30 days with the testing that we had. And you saw their risk of developing things like we, we chose like the illnesses that were mankind's most susceptible to like heart disease, stroke, um, cancer. We saw we were using a biosignal lab, which was the uh, biggest lab at that point that was doing this kind of work. Mm -hmm. We showed that a lot of people reduced their risk of estimated risk of developing things like cancer by 50% in 30 days. And crazy. yeah, crazy it is. Cool. So, but people have to see it to believe mm -hmm. it. And what I like now is there's a lot, and that was back then, but now there's a lot of focus on, on diet and it's obvious. Okay. And there are a bunch of different diets and I'd like, um, to me, anybody that actually is willing to look at their diet, bring some awareness to it and make some changes, maybe make some, and it doesn't matter to me whether somebody chooses to be vegan or a carnivore, sure. there, there can be mass improvement, uh, when we choose a lot more whole foods, a lot, um, organic foods, less processed foods, but just some, bring some awareness to, Hey, what were we doing that's been self-destructive, you know? We're, we're getting eat late, eat, you know, crunchy things with uh, that are processed, potato chips and, you know, breads and all these things that make us feel like shit. And yet we do it. So what else is going on there, mm -hmm. right? So let's just bring some awareness that to that. So people needed to see it. So that's what I realized. And 
uh, the film was very well received. And not only was it well received, uh, a lot of people that uh, reported how um, they how it changed their life as far as their perspective because they were able to see the improvement and and most of us um are interested in Mm self-improvement and yeah yeah and and Aaron and I have joked because we've you know watched your the movie and then he also has a 30-day healing course among many other educational things Mm -hmm. but uh there is one part of the show where you're you know, kind of just, I guess, dumbing down the reality of food and what Mm -hmm. we're putting into our body. Mm -hmm. And at the top you put, you know, I think organic produce, Mm -hmm. farm raised produce, and then it's like store-bought organic produce and store-bought just fresh produce. And then there's frozen and then there's canned. And I think next to the canned, you even like you put still good. (laughs) (laughs) It's still good. That was a reframe for me because I'm used to condemning food. Right. If it's not pure, which what food is pure these days really, but that really made me feel lighter and how I relate to food. It could be conventional canned and it's still good. It's like, ah, I can eat it and benefit from it still instead of hate it. Right. Like, (laughs) I I mean, there was only one line that Dr. Hawkins in, in the movie voyage to betterment. I, I, um, interviewed Dr. Hawkins and we use clips throughout the Mm movie and, the when I asked him about diet, uh, the only thing he said is all all food is good for you. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. And it just takes the judgment piece out because I think even when we talk about nutrition, just in general, people are like, oh, I need to be better. And for sure. But also, like, where are we just being called to step into our growth a little bit more? Right. Like you said, the coffee thing and you're like, okay, once I, once it was brought into my own awareness, then I was like, well, am I going to keep choosing the thing that I know is not good for me? Right. Exactly. So, um, uh, uh, the, the way I, um, continue to document things is I always had that realization. People need to see it to believe it. Yeah. So, and then that's why I have all the videos. So people think of a healing session, almost like they equate it to like a massage therapy session Sure. and, and, oh, okay, well. You must charge a hundred bucks for an hour. Well, let's say somebody had a problem for, you know, some 30 years, 30 years. And then they come and see me and 10 minutes later, it's not there. What was that session worth? Oh, 10 bucks or whatever. Right. So anyways, so mm-hmm. uh, like th- that, that was one of the reasons I chose to do the work for free for like 20 years. I, I did thousands of treatments for free because nobody could really put like mm-hmm. get a value to it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I just tried to find ways of doing it now. That wasn't great for me financially. Uh, <laughs> like I, I used to live on at a five thousand square foot house on a lake that uh, because I used to make a lot of money in business before I chose to um, devote myself to the healing arts, and I had to give that up. I mean, I had to sell it to pay off all the bills of mm-hmm. of doing the work, and I have no regrets about it because it's like when you see some of these healings. I mean, how. It's priceless. It's like, of course, I would give up everything I own to see that um, uh, outcome for someone, you Mm -hmm. know? So what I've also done is stepped it up so and documented it. So anybody can see now. A few years ago, somebody told me she was getting uh, live blood cell uh, analysis. And I said, well, that's great that you could see this. And it was, it was like a popular wellness center in, in the, uh, 
a city I grew up in in Canada. And um, anyway, so I said, hey, why don't, why don't we have her come over and uh, do like a group uh, live blood cell uh, analysis of everybody yeah. in a group. So we had 10 people and everybody had their blood taken and everybody could see the blood up on the on a big TV screen and she was pinpointing all the problems. So somebody's for one particular woman, the first one that we saw on the website, Jennifer, she had parasites. She goes, yeah, I have cats and dogs or whatever. And there's parasites. And, and, uh, I had overlapping cells, which shows like, um, emotional discomforts. And she kind of pinpointed some of those things. And then, oh, I've got issues with my liver and gallbladder and blah, blah, blah. And it was all very, very cloudy. And then I did like a three hour group healing session with, with these 10 people. And we took everybody's blood after and almost all of the conditions that people were experiencing were gone. And you could see it in the blood and Jennifer, right there, Gen Jennifer's blood went from highly problematic to perfect. It's crazy. Yeah. And so if they would have went to the wellness center, let's say, and had those results in three year time of focused, um, uh, focus on wellness practices, they would definitely probably, uh, prescribe hundreds of dollars a month in supplements mm -hmm. and, uh, deep intensive, um, uh, detox programs, etc. Mm -hmm. But is it possible? Is it possible through, um, the spiritual healing work that we do to make that transition in three hours? Right. You've just documented that it's possible. Yes. Right. So now you, you, you both were participating in a retreat, a five day retreat, mm -hmm. right? So I love doing retreats because what ends up happening is that you end up getting immersed in the field. Okay. The field. So the healing fields, what are the healing fields? The healing fields are the fields of love, true love. Not the BS love that we see on TV all the time. You know, the romance. <laughs> it's BS. <laughs> the BS, the BS love we see, right? <laughs> so it's uh -huh. like, because it, it, it I mean, that's kind of like romantic love and there's sure. def definitely room for that in everyone's life. Right. But, sure. um, love, love, love is a very different thing. And it started with the, the love of the mother for the children, no matter what that love is there, mm -hmm. you see. And so if there's actually like a separation of the love between the mother and the child prior to age three, there's going to be a lot of, um, undesirable outcomes in that child's life for, uh, uh until they, they, uh, can bring some awareness and heal from that. Mm -hmm. So Gabor Mate, for example, who, um, uh, has become very popular. Uh, he's a Canadian psychiatrist because he, he, um, all his patients were, um, he had a office, I believe on Hastings street in Vancouver. And this is where you'll find a lot of people that are uh, addicted to like, um, not only alcohol, but like the worst drugs out there. Mm -hmm. And so pretty much all his patients were, were made up of people with these severe addictions. And he said that he found in 100% of cases of it for his patients, there was a separation of love between the mother and the child prior to age three. Right. 
right? So the healing fields are actually, so when we don't feel love, when we don't feel it, mm -hmm. okay, then this is when all sorts of things can go awry. Mm -hmm. So the corollary to that is that when we do feel it, all sorts of things uh, can improve, mm -hmm. everything. Mm -hmm. What can what cannot improve when we feel love, mm -hmm. but feel it and know it. So a lot of people have near death experiences and come back transformed. So Anita Morjani, for example, she had the worst case of cancer ever documented. Yeah. Okay. Tumors are all, all over her body lesions. It was beyond hope. She's on her bed in the, in the hospital, her husband and her mother are praying beside the bed. She's aware of all this because she's out of her body and she's like trying to tell him she's fine. And from the space she was at, she, she connected with the essence of, of her father that had passed away. And she actually resolved the conflict between her. She thought in her head that there was all this conflict because she didn't do what her father wanted her to do, et cetera. And anyways, all that resolved when she realized and experienced that it was just love. Her father was coming from love all the time. And so everything else that wasn't that, that was in the mind dissolved. And so she experienced this love and she healed the very roots of the worst case of cancer. And so you could read her book, Dying to Be Me. <laughs> mm -hmm. I've met her a couple of times. She's awesome. She is the essence of compassion. Every word she says comes from a place of compassion. So she was completely transformed into a different state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. Okay. And her body responded right away. Mm -hmm. Within four days, 70% of her tumors were gone when she woke up back in her body. Within two weeks, doctors walked in and said, we got a problem. We've never seen this before. There's no signs of cancer. Yeah, we got yeah. a problem. <laughs> yeah, we had a problem. We've never Says seen this doctors. before, right? The cancer's so, gone. Right. So the state of love. So this is the thing. Um, we think, you know, it's, it's beyond us kind of like to have like a near-death experience. Well, not really. Okay. So, so a lot of people report in near-death experiences that they've, they felt unconditionally loved for the first time in their life. So um, during our retreats, that's one of my intentions is to help people feel that. And I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like a conductor yeah. um, because everyone has that love and that beauty inside of them. So it's like, let's, let's make some beautiful music together. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like the conductor. Mm -hmm. So um, the fields of compassion are even more powerful than love. So when we can feel for someone, when we can really relate and have empathy for them, and we would do the utmost to help them, it's a very powerful state. And ultimately, if we can get into a state of peace, even for just a few minutes, healing is imminent in a state of peace. So in a state of peace, everything's in perfect order and harmony. Um, life is an amazing gift. Um, mm -hmm. There's the awareness that everything's in perfect order and harmony. There's nothing wrong. In a state of peace, we are connected with divinity. Mm. So to do our own spiritual work, to experience these higher states and remain in them is probably, no, it is. It is the most valuable thing we can do to be of service to others, you yeah. see. 
So you had an opportunity to experience this during the retreats. And I love the retreats because we can be immersed in those fields for long yeah, periods of totally time. Immersed. So maybe you can share your experiences. I've talked enough. <laughs> He's talked enough. We've got, uh, it felt like a, almost like a spiritual marathon for me, you know, of like, okay, I'm going to show up for this because I want to show up for this. I want to show up for myself, for others, for my own healing. And then every day it was like, okay, like this washing of, you know, I want to say like my sins, that sounds silly, but it does. It felt, it felt like this, like washing away of everything that wasn't serving me anymore so that then I can just keep showing up like a fresh new baby. And then it was like each day rinse and repeat, like, okay, here we go. We're going to do this again. Oh my God. Can I handle feeling better? Can I, do I want to feel better? Okay. Yes. Then I'm going to show up. You know, it, it felt like this, almost like a spiritual marathon for myself. Right. What about you? Well, <sighs> there aren't really words for it, but I feel like a completely different person now. Hmm. And after that fifth day, I was a little bit sad to not be so held in such a specific container of energy and you've described it as the healing fields and mm -hmm. you're s describing it as a state of unconditional love or, or even compassion and being in that field. I didn't have any awareness before that of what that field could do to remain in it over long periods of time. Mm -hmm. I, I felt in those fields during healing sessions or maybe even a, a, a yoga class that's, mm -hmm where they get you in your heart, but to perceive that for so long, it changed how I think and feel about life, not only mentally, but in my, my being, my body, who I am feels completely different. I just feel different, but I'm still me. Okay. So let me ask you this. There were 18 of us in total. What did you notice about everyone else that participated on it? What, what did you notice about them? without being specific we, we about any felt like we were the same mm -hmm. like all moving through it all relatable all there all loving all compassionate and how about like is because people want to know well what's the pragmatic benefit did you notice any change like aaron you just described how you profoundly changed how did did you notice that in others i saw calmness in others in a way that i perceived calmness inside of them not just, oh, we're calm and all sitting around a table. I felt like they were actually calm and settled on the inside. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and people who, let's say, like, uh, I'm not able to move my hand like this and touch my shoulder for seven years, and all of a sudden, after one healing session and a few days of being here, now I can. And witnessing just these profound alleviations of not only physical pain, that has what felt like been binding the person for years, um, but seeing that shift almost like we could see it general generationally leaving, right. um, the physical body. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, but you, you mentioned generational because <clears throat> that's what, that's what happens. So, um, our, our experience in this life, uh, we're, we're not alone. Nah, so we're God. born into a family and, uh, everyone is psychically connected, whether we realize it or not. And so 
this happens with families a little more often than with friends, but how often have you just thought of somebody and then all of a sudden they call, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we, we're all psychically connected. It's not a big deal. You don't have to go see psychics for getting, for getting readings. And that's the other thing. Like I, I'm just so focused on pragmatic stuff. I'm not into anything fluffy. I, um, you know, I, I just want to focus on the critical and actually, uh, share with people what I believe is, um, it's important to stay away from the fluff, like focus on the, um, straight and narrow life is short. Let's make the, let's make the most of it. So I'm always looking for like the pragmatic benefits and, um, um, with a retreat, we actually have time to get deeper into things. So, because oftentimes, whether we realize it or not, we pick up all sorts of things from the family field. And that's one of our, our uh, roles in this life is we have an opportunity to let go the things that have been carried in, fa in the family for generations. Mm -hmm. So a lot of challenges, people, people die with a lot of challenges. Those challenges are passed on to the family for the next person. This is how consciousness evolves in humanity. So, um, you know, we, sometimes we learn from our mistakes in humanity, but it's, it's a slow going sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, um, one of the best things we can do to help humanity rather than start all these causes that are often, um, destructive is, um, to, uh, just go inside and let go of everything that is not loving, that is not compassionate, you know, because a lot of times <laughs> like the, uh, you'll see like, um, uh, people buying into causes and they're, they're not, uh, it, it's just empty. Mm. It's, it's, there's, um, you know, if you think about it, uh, the, the goal of all the causes is to change you. I want to change you. Okay. I want to change you. You're not perfect as you are, right? So, yes, you are. <laughs> oh, you found out. <laughs> so, so one of the things we reinforce in the retreats is nobody's trying to change anybody. I want to give another shout out to Legit Himalayan Shilaji. This stuff is incredible, and obviously they did sponsor this episode. So I want to share with you a little bit about Shilaji. You might be wondering, what is Shilajit? Or maybe you know what it is and have tried it, but you didn't realize where it came from. So above the tree line where only the most resilient plants can grow in the Himalayan mountains in Nepal, the harsh elements form the Shilajit resin through thousands of years of decomposition. So their gold grade Shilajit is found veined within the rocks high up in a mountain range. It's hand collected by Sherpas, the mountain tribes of Nepal, and they've been collecting and purifying Shilajit for generations. So what is Shilajit for you though, right? It's a powerful tonic and it's proven to balance your hormones, restore your microbiome, improve your cognition, and rejuvenate you from the inside out because it has anti-aging properties. Most people are gonna report feeling refreshed and energized immediately after consuming it. That being the said, not everyone does, but the first time I tried it, I definitely felt a head change in a really interesting way. It really helped me feel more present and grounded. And I do use it daily and I love this brand. They have a really high quality source, great founders. What an awesome mission to support while supporting your health. You can find this at legitgold.com. That's L-A-J-I-T gold.com. Right. Right. 
And so when people feel that they are accepted just as they are, if, if I choose to do something about whatever's going on, then that's my choice. I don't need somebody telling me, hey, Andrew, there's something wrong with you. You need to change, you know? And, and no, no one else needs that either, right? So the thing about the causes is, oh, the causes, uh, well, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do that. So it, it's good to see that there's been some rebellion around the world because it doesn't really matter. If we really wanted to help the world, we would go within and find the things within us, again, that are not loving, that are not compassionate. And the things happening in the world help us see that. Um, so let's say whatever, whatever issue that's being presented out there and politicized, it, it almost starts to, um, create division. Oh, okay. So now let's see what this division, how is that making me feel like, and if we were to be honest, man, I hate that guy in that position and like, screw you. And blah. Sure. okay. So what's that reinforcing that there's hatred inside of us, mm -hmm. that there's judgment, that there's anger. So if we really wanted to help the world, we would see all the, th the events happening in the world and see how that makes us feel and say, you know what? I want to let that go and really sit with that. And there's like a process of, of how to let that go, you know? So um, when we do group retreats, we have the opportunity to do, uh, uh, you know, years of, uh, it, it would almost be the equivalent of, going to see a, a very competent psychiatrist for 20 years and we could do it all in a retreat kind of thing, you know? Oh, it felt like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something else I noticed in the retreat with others and myself, I feel like I watched people's emotional turmoil and mental stories just go away completely. And you could see it on their face and the way that they interacted and related to themselves. And it, it almost makes me wonder why, how, <laughs> where, where did it go? Mm. Um, and I experienced in myself with private session and in the group retreat that things that I thought were part of me that were burdens that I had, that I had to do something about that I, that I hated and I didn't know how to fix. They're just gone. Right. And so you're bringing up, like somebody might be wondering, well, how's that happen? Well, it's possible. Okay. So, um, I remember in the film, I showed, uh, the work of Lori Wilson and she's uh, a very dear friend of mine and she's probably the best to me anyway. She's the best medical intuitive on the planet. And, um, I've used her a thousand times for, to assist with different people. And I, I used her in the film. Um, or I showed her in the film and we had the group of participants that had gone through the, the health challenge. Um, all they did was write their names on a piece of paper. We put it inside of an envelope. We sealed it so that she couldn't even see the name inside. And we mailed her the names of the people and she didn't know anything about these people. She didn't know uh, how old they were, whether they were male or female. She knew nothing about them. She couldn't even see their names. All she did was held onto the envelope with her hands. Mm -hmm. And she intuitively was guided by divinity to write a detailed medical report for each individual. And so we showed in the film that when they opened up the envelopes, 
that each per there was just silence in the room. Each individual right. was shocked that somebody could know this much about, about their life. Right. right. And how to get to the roots of the issues, because this is the thing. Whenever we have any kind of undesirable condition, could be acne, could be something serious. A lot of times we think, oh, this is insurmountable. Like I've done everything. Okay. Well, we haven't gotten to the roots of the problem yet. Mm -hmm. So every reputable healer will tell you that when somebody comes to see them, they don't know what the root of their issue is. Otherwise they would have dealt with it. Mm. Right. So that's why I don't even bother talking to people. <laughs> I have them write things down right. because I want to, just like Lori Wilson, I want to tune in what's going on and say, okay, well, if somebody comes to me for a session or a retreat or something, um, they're opening up to permission that that gives us permission to see what's going on in consciousness what's going on and how can we assist mm -hmm. and that's why we did a lot of work with the family fields and the constellations and one of my goals there was to show hey there's nothing special about me so i can i can share how this is possible mm -hmm. so then you had the opportunity during the family constellations to experience what it was like to almost play role somebody in somebody else's family. So mm -hmm. you both had the opportunity to do that, right? Mm -hmm. So what was that experience like for you? Wild. Yeah. Wild. When you're pointing it towards me, I'm like, you talk about it. Yeah. Wild. It was yeah. so, wild. So in a family in a family field constellation, we start with like one person and we we have actors, let's say, or yeah. avatars mm -hmm. playing out the roles of different members in the family, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And there's a whole process to it. Um, and the, the um, just like everything else, there's like, uh, you know, your Michael Jordans and then, you know, your high school basketball sure. players. So it, it all depends. The effectiveness depends on who's doing it as well. But the family constellation practice is, is very useful. And so when people are playing these roles, they can literally experience what's happening in the consciousness in the, uh, in the consciousness of particular people in the family. Mm -hmm. So, so do you have any examples of, of how you experience that? Because you both play roles. Yeah. Yeah. I, while being the, you know, actor, if you will, to represent and tap into that consciousness of certain family members. You know, I chose to forget everything I knew about myself and just be present to what would come up. And I didn't know if what was coming up was my own stuff or possibly that family member. But I just trusted and, and let go of any of my thoughts around what was coming up. And I could feel emotions, uh, maybe tendencies, and an energy that was guiding me that felt very similar to what I would feel if I was just being myself. But it turned out that that expression that I let come through me was relevant to the situation happening and the actual family member. So how, how did you get that confirmation that it was relevant? Because the individual that was part of the actual family present in the room was in shock that all of the actors were acting out something that 
was act a real dynamic in their family. Like I remember one specifically, we're not going to mention who it was, so it doesn't matter, but Aaron was playing this role and he's playing a role of like a brother of somebody there. And he's like, well, I feel like I'm on drugs. And that's exactly what was happening. Right. Mm -hmm. So you, you actually took on that role completely. Yeah. And, and when that thought came up, when I was being that person at that time, um, my mind got foggy. I couldn't really think. And, and, I, and it started to come up, oh, I need to say I'm on drugs. And I didn't want to mm -hmm. because I didn't want to say something that was randomly popping up that could be insulting or, or, or not even true. But after like three or four hits from spirit or something telling me, just say it out loud, I finally said it and I was like, oh gosh, I hope that this is relevant right now. And I didn't know until we were done and, and chatting in the lobby after that, that that was actually the case. Right. And I had to let go for that to come so out. So you were experiencing the consciousness of someone else. So this is reality that exists. So a lot of people, again, have to have near death experiences to experience that. So a lot of people report in near death experiences that they re-experience life. They're back in life. They're re-experiencing it. It's not like a, a memory. They're re-experiencing life events, but they're not only experiencing it from their perspective, they're experiencing it from the perspective of everybody else that might have been involved so they are, so that starts to take us a little bit deeper what are we you know <laughs> and so um that we are all connected this is a way that we're connected so um one of the valuable things because a lot of times people are like how do you know that? How'd you know that? How'd you know that about, yeah. how'd you know that? Right. It's like, okay, well, let's all practice so that we can all experience it. So when I do the retreats that, uh, I, I kind of coin them like, um, a goal is, uh, to help people heal or help others heal. So I love training people that, uh, want to help others. Mm -hmm. So everyone's a healer because we all have, I've trained so many people that are not professional healers yet. They're healing their kids. Yeah. You know, so we, we all have kids, friends, parents that need assistance, you know, and if it could be as simple as like laying our hands on them, why wouldn't we do it? Right. So, um, most of the time we're doing that already, but we're not doing it with a awareness of us being spiritual beings and, right. and the, the capacity that you're opening right. everyone up to, to be right. able to serve. Right. So right. And, 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 and again, that's my, my role as the conductor trying, yeah. trying to, trying to uh, show each individual how powerful they are mm -hmm. and it, it helps to let go all those other things, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, in that process of having people serve as the avatars and doing the family constellations, they're like, Oh, okay, I get it. I'm literally feeling everything going on in that person's consciousness. So if somebody comes to me for a private session, I'm feeling what's going on in their consciousness. I become them. Mm -hmm. So I don't, that's why they can write whatever they want in the forum. And then I'm like, Oh, okay. And then I could see what's, what's an illusion. A lot of times. Okay. So suffering is real. So one of, one of the greatest things we could do if we want to be of service is to uh, commit toward to the alleviation of suffering and serving. So that's what a lot of people that are called to the healing arts are doing. They just, they've, 
they've experienced something, maybe a particular type of modality or what have you that had these uh, relevant, profound effects. And they're like, wow, this is so amazing. I want to dedicate myself to this, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, we can, we can do that. So somebody comes for an individual session and all of a sudden they have these, these um, issues. Um, the issues are all illusions that we've picked up from either that we have to be this way, that we have to suffer in this way, that we have to have this pain. It's an illusion that we've either picked up from um, society mm -hmm. because there's uh, endless ways that we're programmed by society every day, multiple times a day. Oh, yeah. That are not true, right? And there's also our own belief systems that we choose to maintain that are not true and stuff. So the suffering is real, but all things that um, lead to that are illusions. So this started for me over 20 years ago. Somebody would walk into a room and I'd, I'd be like, you have a sore throat? And they're like, yeah, why? Because I got a sore throat. So I know it's an illusion. Like my sore throat's an illusion. It's just a sign and I would have to help them get to the root of what it is. And so usually it was never anything physical. I had nothing ever to do with bacteria or viruses, what people right. fear. Right. All right. It might've had something to do with something that they're carrying, right. like, like some kind of burden that they're carrying right. that they, they just can't. And I'm like, okay, something's going on in your life right now that, that, uh, you, you hate your work and, um, you got no energy and you're dragging your butt into work every day or whatever. And then they're like, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, let's just sit with that and let's let that go. What? Let, let's, let's let that burden go and just realize that you're a spiritual being, no matter what everybody calls everything, because mm -hmm. we tend to compartmentalize everything into, like, oh, this is my work life. This is my relationship. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, mm -hmm. why not? Let's just show up whoever it is that we're looking at. Mm -hmm. Why don't we, choose to serve them in mm. some capacity mm. so that when we go to work, it doesn't matter what we're, we're doing, we're serving all of a sudden, boom, that takes them from like a victimhood position to one of service changes their energy field, their sore throat totally. goes away. Totally. Okay. You mean it's not just like cold and flu season or I have kids and my so kids get these sick? Are, these are all the things that I documented on the website and you could read people's testimonials. I had one woman, she just had four wisdom teeth pulled out uh, the day before and I was doing a group healing session and she didn't want to attend. I'm like, well, you can attend if you want, but she was in so much pain. She couldn't even touch her. Right. We did a little group healing session. All her pain went away and she was all her swelling. Everything went away mm -hmm. instantly. Mm -hmm. Okay. What in the mind might be holding, Hey, this is like, this is going to be like painful for like a couple of weeks Minimum or something like that. Days, you know, all the things, right. People have had colds, coughs, um, uh, there, there was somebody that had a severe flu mm -hmm. in January, 2020. So before it was known what that was. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I, 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 you, you can see the live Facebook healing I mm -hmm. do that it's presented there. So her severe flu, she went back to work the next day, mm -hmm. you know, from feeling like 10 out of 10 flu. Yeah. <laughs> recovered this makes Completely. me wonder have you ever seen something actually have a physical root oh. yes it's possible too so sometimes it is so and um but 
um, often uh, there's uh, things that are associated with those physical roots too. So it's not so linear, but yeah, uh, it could be. Um, so we talked about food. Eating different kinds of food will have different kinds of consequences. So uh, helping people eliminate sugar, let's say, mm. usually eliminates like, uh, okay, there's like 150,000 uh, diseases out there now, these alleged diseases. Okay. Sure. So if you eliminate sugar from your diet, you'll probably get rid of half of those diseases you see, that are just a consequence of what we're doing. Mm. So, yes. Like a slow buildup. Well, Corrosion, so it, to speak. Well, not necessarily. Okay. Sometimes. Mm -hmm. But it could just be the consequence of how our body reacts to that. Mm -hmm. Okay? And for different people, it displays in different ways. So then what medical science has done is name a disease for each person's kind of feeling. Oh, there's like a hundred people that, Sorry. yeah, exactly. Whatever it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I share with people all the time that in my world, there are no diseases. There never have been any diseases and there never will be any diseases. So let's get to the root of what's going on. And so this is what I like about all efforts focused on that. So, we can go to war against 150,000 diseases and keep naming diseases and then keep coming up with these cures. And then you'll see a lot of times the cures that we either take or inject into us or whatever, they create thousands of other undesirable consequences. Now we've got a whole bunch of new diseases. Mm -hmm. Okay. So often that's what's going on. Um, so uh, we could either, and, and this is a choice. This is almost like step one. We could either go to war because this is what the world does. Okay. 99, over 99% of all health and wellness funds are spent in going to war against diseases. Mind blowing. Right. Mm -hmm. Or we could just do one thing, either go to war against every disease out there and let's get everybody involved. We are all in this together. Let's get everybody involved. We got to get every hospital. We got to get every person. We got to, you got to lock you up in your house and because you know, you can't go out because you're going to make somebody else sick. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we could all be in it together and keep going to war and keep spending trillions of dollars on stuff that's ineffective, or we can just do one thing. And that's where are all these diseases happening? You know, they're not happening out there. We think that cancer is like this thing that's out there that all of a sudden ravages us. Mm. Right? It starts from inside. And it's probably like 20 years before a tumor even appears. Mm -hmm. Right? So we could either go to war against 150,000 diseases out there or just do one thing. Look in here where all these diseases are happening. So let's look in here and... Where are we now? What can we do? What are the negative influences that are affecting us? Let's purge them. Let's clean them up. So a lot of that requires coaching, requires some group support, requires some healing. Best thing you can do is uh, if you've got something serious going on, um, you know, start reaching out to the best healers in your town mm -hmm. saying, hey, who are, who are the great healers? Because a lot of healers, they don't say anything. Sure. They're just like, well, you know what? I'll let divinity send, mm -hmm. uh, send me who I can help and stuff. But they're out there. They're everywhere. And there's 
there's brilliant doctors, naturopaths, other people that are pretty silent about what they do that can be of benefit. And the main thing is if they realize that the diseases aren't out there and it's focused on how do, how do I help this person, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's the gold. Somewhere where I've gotten caught up, you know, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it the physical thing or the underlying issue? How does one do their best to find the root? Because if I'm eating a lot of sugar and the sugar is causing other problems, I can cut out the sugar, but why did I want to eat that much sugar all the time? How do I deal with that? Yeah, so the be best way is by connecting with divinity. So these are some of the practices that I share all the time. So um, that's why we get together in groups. There's, there's, there's one retreat can be uh, enough to share a lot of critical points, but it would be beneficial, you know, to, to have ongoing kind of support because one of the things I share is like, oh, how do we connect with divinity? So I start every day by saying, um, well, Lord, what is thy will? And give me the energy to fulfill it. So I could also say, um, hey, I'm experiencing this undesirable condition. Please reveal the truth to me. You see? And then, and then discernment helps us see and then the whole, it opens up the door for divinity to speak to us. So that practice that I shared, the very, very first one, Lord, what is thy will? And give me the energy to fulfill it. And Lord is just my way of connecting to God. So it's like uh, however we imagine God. But to put that intention out there um, is really powerful because what we're saying is we're willing to be guided by divinity to do what's in the highest good for all because a lot of times yeah. we're not because deep down we're all very devoted to each other you know we can find that devotion uh, when we let go of 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 all the programming we'll see that oh my god look at everybody's doing everything out of a place of love because they want to uh, help somebody. Now they may be misguided in a lot of ways. So we have to learn, it's almost like life is walking through the minefields. It's like we have to learn, you know, what to say no to and stuff. So by doing this practice, then the discernment comes in in learning how the Holy Spirit speaks to us. You know, all of a sudden, you know, you, you might be asking help with a particular condition and then all of a sudden somebody reaches out to you out of the blue and says, hey, uh, have you ever thought of this therapy? You know, mm -hmm. and then that might be like the perfect solution for you. So the practice of doing this every day, because often people pray and it's this one way prayer, mm. you know, like God help me, God help me. Oh, okay. Well, and then you like shut off the speakers and go about your day. Yeah. And, and it, it. it's like, well, why don't we practice listening to God? Mm. So then that's the practice that we do in the morning. Lord, I pray to know thy will for me and the energy to fulfill it. And then you sit in silence and you listen to God. And so that's the practice that I share in the method. Mm -hmm. You know, write it down. Write down any thought that comes to mind. Cross out everything that doesn't instill a feeling of love and peace. And that's your guidance. 
And then just keep doing that every day. Progressively, you'll get better at it. I do it a thousand times a day. God, what would you like me to do? God, sometimes I jump in my car. It's like, well, do you want me to go right or left? Yeah. You know, uh, it's kind of a fun game, but, <laughs> but it's like, so yes. And then, uh, again, it's useful to know that we're not on a planet alone. Mm. Right. Mm. And it's also helpful to go see healers because all of a sudden it's such a mind, you know, mm -hmm. because it's like, <laughs> how does this person know that it silences the mind and then allows us to receive? So it's like, you know, you came for a session and it's like, you wrote down certain things and then it's like, how is it possible to actually focus attention on some of the things that you wrote on that's going to silence the mind and allow you to receive. And so that's coming from the Holy Spirit. I remember one time I went to Italy uh, for a retreat. I, I've gone to lots of retreats myself mm -hmm. where I'm, I'm the student, you know, and uh, I highly recommend them. Um, so, um, and the guy that was hosting this in Northern Italy, he, he's like a brilliant uh, uh, healer. And uh, he brought um, the head priest of St. Anthony's of Padua, Padua's Basilica. And he was, I think, 99 at the time. Uh, interesting character. He survived uh, uh, murder attempts during the first and world, first and second world war because he was guided, mm -hmm. you know, always, always divine, divinely guided. And, um, he was the confessor for Padre Pio, who was one of the most miraculous, uh, healing saints out there as well as like five popes. So mm -hmm. this, this guy, and for f the last 50 years, he had been, uh, speaking to groups every night. And so he came and spoke to our group in North, northern italy and the first thing he said was that every morning he wakes up at like it was either three or four in the morning and he prays for three or four hours he sits in meditation and prays because he wants to be sure that when he speaks it's the holy spirit coming mm. so then he shared with us and um what he says what came to me and he's speaking to a group of 50 people and i'm just part of it and i had just jumped on a plane to attend. It was a few days after my mom had passed. Yeah. Right. And I had prayed for mercy for my mom to let her go. And within six hours of praying for my, for God to take my mom and free her from the body, um, she passed. Mm -hmm. And it, to me, it was glorious. Mm -hmm. So I showed up a day later in Italy and here's this praise saying he's prayed for three or four hours this morning because he wants to make sure that the Holy Spirit is speaking through him. And he says, and what I want to speak to this group about is mercy. And I was just crying like a little no baby, kidding. you know, because it, without going into the whole story, but yeah. it was like a, it was like a week journey where I felt called that my mom was dying. I left Sedona. I started driving right. uh, to Windsor. Then I jumped on a plane, went to Italy. Yeah. You can't and make it up. No. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and so we want to learn how to speak to the Holy Spirit and not listen to 99% of the bullshit mm -hmm. out there. Like media is all bullshit, you mm -hmm. know, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So, and that's, Except that's for what, what we put out. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. You, you could see, you could see the influence of it though. Right. Yes. Just because, okay. So it's like, you're going to get a few hundred views, right? 
but look at the things getting millions and millions of views or whatever or that yeah it's well sometimes 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 so it's up to us it's up to us that's where discernment comes in you know mm. what do we choose and do we see the underlying do we see the underlying things going on and it's so interesting you know like look at all the different okay so i graduated from business and i was always fascinated by uh, consumer behavior but i learned early on that um, if you wanted to it would be very inf easy to influence consumers by the messages that they're exposed to oh yeah right so this is this is every big business hires marketing psychologists right but then it, it's gotten to the point where there's ai involved and also all sorts of other things so a lot of times when the message the messages we receive we keep receiving that same message so then it's even tracked you know it's like if we're mm -hmm. clicking on this mm -hmm. we're going to get more of this mm -hmm. so then what is that showing that is showing the grand illusion mm. right welcome to the grand illusion come on in and see what's happening it was a song by sticks yep. pay the price get your tickets for the show the stage is set the band starts playing suddenly your heart is pounding wishing secretly you were a star don't be fooled by the radio the tv or the magazines they'll show you fantasies of what your life should be but they're just someone else's fantasy you know mm -hmm. so if you think your life is confusion because your neighbors got it made just remember it's a grand illusion and deep inside we're all the same right. so deep inside we're all the same but we're going to keep getting this me these messages and what they're they're going for uh, or what they reinforce is the narcissistic core of the ego. And yeah. the narcissistic core of the ego's main goal, this is what Dr. Hawkins said in Voyage to Betterment, is to be right. Mm. So how often are we willing to be right in detriment to ourselves or other people? Yeah. And so if we really sit with it, it's like, look at them, they're so wrong about this. They're wrong about vax. They're wrong about unvax. They're wrong about <laughs> this. We want to be right. Mm. And so we hold on to like a position. So then... Whatever position we have is reinforced by media over and over. So we keep getting that side of the story. Yeah. You know, and this is the whole thing about being politicized in one side or the other. We keep getting reinforced. And it's like, how can you not see the other side? Well, you can't because you keep getting thousands of messages. Mm -hmm. So for every message that has some value, there's like 100 messages that don't. But that's what people are exposed to. So it's up to us to find the truth amongst the falsehood and the BS and the fluff. So yeah. it's like um, finding a needle in a haystack. However, the, the, the more our, so life reflects back to us kind of what we really intend. So if we intend to be devoted to the truth mm -hmm. and then allow the room to let the falsehood disappear and not be attached to it, then that's when we can get the answers to so many of um, life's mysteries or what's going on with our body or what have you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When I love how you said too, like you get in the car and sometimes you're like, God, do you want me to turn left or right? And I feel, I feel that a lot. I feel like that's how I move through the world. And, and it's in those moments where I am in that place more readily where it feels just absolutely divinely guided. You know, mm. you show up somewhere, you, you see someone that makes this connection, that propels this thing, and um, it doesn't feel like it makes sense to the logical mind. Right. And for myself, particularly, like moving through my own 
um, illusions of like control, needing to control in order to be safe. You know, it's like really trusting and, and mm-hmm. opening up that uh, two-way dialogue instead mm-hmm. of just, okay, I'm going to sit and I'm going to pray, but I'm, um, I'm in charge. I'm not going to listen, you know? So it's really being willing to let that go right. and allow the, the divine messages to come through because I totally agree. Like we are these divine beings and you know, the more that we can kind of, I guess, cleanse and clear our vessels and keep showing up, then yeah, we're just going to keep showing up. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's wonderful to experience that mm. and to trust and see the miracles that happen when we do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember sharing this by, by, um, with groups I, I would have in Canada and I would say, well, rather than trying to control the world, wake up in the morning and say, God, what would you like me to do? Right. So then, uh, just keep doing that, you know, and God, what would you like me to do? Because we think that God, sometimes we think that, oh no, I don't want to lead such a holy, pious life. And it's like, no, look, God's got our best interest in mind too. So God knows, you know, what's best for us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and we'll take care of all our needs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we think, oh no, but I really want this. You know, if I surrender to God, he's going to want me to do all this stuff, like go to church. And it's like, no. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like, if we really want to have fun in life, we'll learn how to surrender our lives to God. Because my life was like, uh, I had to hit rock bottom when I was trying to control my life. So I haven't had a bad day in 17 years when I really trusted in surrendering my life to God. So it's not a bad track record that I can testify about. I'm not the only one. A lot of people have, you know? So pretty much everybody that's recovered from like serious um, drug or alcohol addiction, going through 12 step groups, this is one of of the steps is to surrender their life to God, you know? So, and uh, learn to trust it. And, And you have to get together in groups every every week um and the, the reason is it's it's coming from like a loving field where it's like you can show up um and um you know people just accept you for who you are mm-hmm. all broken and what have you isn't mm-hmm. that isn't that ultimately what we want like we're all mm-hmm. broken and this thing about healers if you wait till you're perfect to start helping others heal it's never going to happen mm-hmm. Okay, because we're all broken in a bunch of different ways or in different ways, some more than others. And um, to, to be able to uh, accept that within ourselves. Uh, but ultimately, you know, isn't that what, what we're all looking for? Like somebody to accept me as I am broken now and how I will be even more broken in the future, perhaps, you know? <laughs> yeah, unconditionally. Yeah, because because so much of the world is focused on this illusion of perfection, you know, and so it, it's it's led to this, you know, trillion dollar cosmetic industry, you know. Oh, let's let's paint ourselves and <laughs> yeah, paint let's... paint everything, hair, yeah, face, whatever, you know, oh, yeah. clothe oh, yeah. clothe ourselves, what oh, yeah. what whatever, and, and it's all like this this illusion and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, so. Anyways, my focus here now being in Sedona is to just focus on retreats and, mm-hmm. uh, 
I'm in the process of opening up a retreat center. If somebody wants a quick look, they can. It's called the Sedona Healing Retreat Center.com, but we're not open just yet. Mm -hmm. We still have like some licensing and stuff to do. But mm -hmm. um, anyways, uh, it's coming, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So um, that focus is there. And uh, if somebody wants to see my bio, it would be andrewfacka.com. Uh, or healerman.com and um, anyways I'm just going to continue to do the work and uh, yes. yeah and we're gonna we're gonna launch we're gonna launch the work I want to make it available and that's why I created the online schools that you guys took so there's mm -hmm. two there's the one that you, the 30-day mm -hmm. um, health optimization course and you basically watch 22 hours of video and then there's a 30-minute lesson a day for 30 days and that 30 minute lesson a day, it's just you're watching videos, but it's some of the things that we captured on film. So there's like 30 live healings that um, are uh, self-explanatory and self-revealing as far as the importance. And then mm -hmm. you take that into your, into your life. And then there's the healer. Huge perspective shift. Right. Huge, huge perspective shift. Yeah, because you guys have done it. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, you were able to witness it. So, wh what's your what's your take on that school there? Yeah, because you wanted me Everyone to. Everyone should be having this information. It's like we have little bits of it here and there, and yet we're not piecing it together in a way that feels like it makes sense. And I feel like you've really done that. Right. So, mm -hmm. so every time somebody comes for a retreat, the health optimization course is part of that. Mm -hmm. And again, you just. You just watch a bunch of videos either before or after you come to the retreat. Mm -hmm. And then I also have online a healer school. And I intend to share this for anybody that wants to learn. And it's not a modality. I'm sharing with people how to become the best we can be. So when we become the best we can be, we're letting go of any limiting beliefs we have about ourselves or any obstacles, whether they're hidden or we're conscious of it, to help us fulfill our potential in health so what is the ultimate potential in health it's to help people heal without having to give them any drugs or supplements or anything so mm -hmm. how do we fulfill our potential as healers or how do we fulfill our potential with our own health how do we optimize our health how do we fulfill our potential in relationships how how can we have a loving relationship with everyone and have on the planet or a loving relationship with our mate um, how can we fulfill our potential in work and how do we fulfill our potential in life? Mm -hmm. So that's the goal of the work, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, for those that want to learn how to be the best damn healers they can, it's about take whatever it is you're doing and let's imagine magnifying the effectiveness tenfold. Mm -hmm. Right. So that was the intention of the online healer school tenfold, but it, it would almost be, it's actually unlimited. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be a billion full, but that's too hard to imagine. So I'll just say like, <laughs> let's take, let's take, let's take tenfold and then come back for another retreat and we'll do it again. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, you've said this a few times, but it's like the coming together and the repetition and the consistency that feels like it makes up this familiarity of what we already know as right. these spiritual beings, but oftentimes in, I guess, our human form, we've forgotten. Mm -hmm. So it's like that uh, coming together, that Right, and I think, I think there's something a little more to it than that, mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. It's just what I intuit. I think we choose these lives as mm -hmm. 
as human beings mm -hmm. to grow mm -hmm. and be more. So, but we have to just like, okay, so I don't see spiritual life any different than human life. It all blends into one. So we all, okay. So most of us have had heartbreaks and in love and stuff growing up and stuff. And then at a certain point in time, we might be like, oh, you know what? I'm good with what I am, who I am, what I've become. So if that's not great for you, great. I wish you well. I, but you don't have to give away your power. You know, often I found in uh, earlier in life that, you know, if somebody didn't respond the way I wanted them to, it's like I gave away my power. Mm. <laughs> you know, and energetically it would feel like shit. You'd mm. be down in the dumps and uh, mm. what have you, right? But everyone's experienced this to some degree, whether it's in relationships or other challenges in life. It could be work where... You know, you're doing a certain thing and then all of a sudden you just walk away from that line of work and say, you know what, that's a whole field, not that I'm going to judge it, but that world, I don't want to be a part of it. I'm going to do something else. You know, I'm going to do what I love doing or what have you. And it might not pay the same or maybe it'll pay more. Maybe that's even something to let go, like that I need to not earn income. Well, mm -hmm. perhaps the best thing you can do to help the world is earn a lot of income. You know, so what, whatever it is, when we overcome these challenges, all of a sudden we're stronger. It's like inner strength training, right? So that's, so part of the healer school, what I did was I created, um, six, six books. Each book is a lesson a day for 30 days. You guys haven't been exposed to that yet, but it's what I've been sharing for years that I've noticed. Uh, people really responded to but one of the 30-day exercises is on inner strength training so imagine this it's like we go to the gym because we want like the big muscles you know and uh, or we want to be physically fit or whatever it is whatever our motivation is right and there's huge benefit to it so to spend an hour a day at the gym or doing yoga or working out whatever it's huge benefits but how often do we uh, uh, come up with a practice for inner strength training. Mm -hmm. And if we think about it, inner strength training is like 10,000 times more powerful than outer strength training, mm -hmm. right? So uh, this was the practice. So read this five minute lesson a day for 30 days to build our inner strength, Right. you see? So that's, that's also uh, available in the healer school and it's all part of, part of the coaching that we're gonna be doing. So I feel, like this inner strength training is one of our purposes in life yeah. so that we have to incarnate in order for our spirit to grow. So yes, I think there's a part of us that, that can connect and see how powerful we are and all, all of the things that we've forgotten or been programmed by society to accept or how we've messed with our own minds and so it's beautiful to see these things and that's the beauty of the retreats to actually have a whole bunch of different exercises to let go and see these things and then restore that power restore that power that we had or grow that power so i think it's both mm -hmm. like a restoration of the power that we were born with mm -hmm. and it's also a growing of the power i think they're both there to mm -hmm. me anyways that's what i intuit mm -hmm. and and, and it's true that even if you look at the beauty of little kids just being like, you know, they're so creative, you know, you ask five-year-old kid to, you know, uh, 
create like a new animal, they might stick like a, you know, a pig and a butterfly together and they're just being completely <laughs> creative. Right. But, and yeah. then we get programmed from society to not even be uh, creative anymore. I, I remember seeing some study, don't quote me on this. Uh, I could be wrong, but it was like somebody figured out some way of testing like the genius level of people. And when they were looking at, uh, kindergarten kids genius level was like 97 percent, and by the time they got to high school it was like two percent or something yeah. <laughs> you know so we we get conditioned out of it so there's so many programs and it's it's useful to take some time we don't have to make it our life's devotion but it's useful at least a couple hours a week to get together with groups that are interested in letting go of these things that are preventing us from fulfilling our potential mm. yeah. wow amazing yeah. We could just talk for hours. <laughs> We're going to do this a lot more with Andrew. He'll be back. You'll be back to talk about more things because there is, there's so many things to really be able to dive into yeah. that can feel really supportive. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's awesome. And I want to thank you guys. You guys are doing an amazing job. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. It's wonderful. Uh, even all the people that, uh, I've met because of you guys, like, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, we're really grateful. Likewise, yeah. right back at you. Right. <laughs> tenfold. Uh, tenfold. <laughs> Ten billion fold. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks so much for joining us. You can follow Andrew at healerman.com and just stick around because there's a lot more to come. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you.